Hi, welcome to episode 532 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I tried to join Team Valor, and they were like, no thanks. And I asked to get in with Team Mystic, and they told me they were full. And Team Instinct were like, team? This isn't a team. We're just waiting for the bus. Today is Fantastic Four 532, dated December 2005. Any day now, I shall be released by J. Michael Straczynski and Mike McCone. And Reed Richards, along with his star-covered alien creature friend, have traveled through the void of space 10 million years into the past. In the void before the Big Bang. I'm pretty sure the Big Bang was billions of years ago, not 10 million. Huh, where did I read that? Oh yeah, here in the Fantastic Four title, like, seven issues ago. It's just such an odd choice that Straczynski is doing this Origin of the Universe story right after Wade did his Origin of the Universe story. But then again, Straczynski kinda sucks. So Reed is hoping to find the answers to the questions, Who are we? Why are we here? And did I lock the door to the negative zone before I left? Reed is seeing the stars form, galaxies forming, planets coming into existence. This isn't how it's supposed to work, he thinks to himself. It looks like chaos to him. He sees two planets ram into each other. He sees energies and forces that control the structure of the universe fighting it out, like gravitational forces versus magnetic forces. Strong forces versus weak forces. Primal forces at war without mathematical balance. Oh great, three dollars spent to watch cosmic forces battle it out. Whoopee! If you think I spent three dollars on this, you're crazy. So the alien entity calls out to Reed, who asks, What's wrong? He tells Reed that he can't control what they created with their thoughts. He has the truth, but not the knowledge. He needs Reed's knowledge to put the universe back in balance. Ugh, you know what I need is some Pepto-Bismol to make it through this issue. The only thing that could make this issue worse is if the Beyonders showed up. It reminds me of those horrible backup stories in the early 1990s in the annuals, with cosmic beings prattling on about the nature of the universe. The alien tells Reed, Open your thoughts to me. Baby, I hold the lock and you hold the key. Open your thoughts to me. Darling, let me touch your mind and you will be free. So Reed agrees. He opens his mind to the creature and... He yells out. I could not agree more. Indeed. He continues to see the universe come together. He tries to hold himself together as well to keep himself from spiraling into chaos. He starts to see the earth form. Centuries go by in seconds. The oceans form. Land forms. Dinosaurs walk the earth. The alien concludes, I understand now. I understand why we are here. Reed says, Yes, so do I. The creature goes on to conclude that we are not alone in our struggles and in our desire to understand. We are part of a larger universe. A universe that is also alive. The universe is also sentient. 
which actually does jibe with the recent Mark Wade story where the universe was sentient. He says that the universe is also trying to understand itself. I'd be happy if I could just understand this comic book. The alien entity goes on to say, I, we, the universe will continue to grow until we understand ourselves and that it will be magnificent and that you, Reed Richards, will be part of the end as you were a part of the beginning. And the cosmic rays that gave the Fantastic Four their powers come zipping by and they pass by Reed and using his thoughts, he alters their nature, which is why they gave the powers to the people they gave their powers to back in issue number one. Ugh. That's some bad retconning right there. A Straczynski specialty. So the Cosmic Rays keep traveling on their billion-year journey to Earth, where they will eventually give the Fantastic Four the powers. And as Reed watches the FF get their powers, he thinks to himself, It was me. It was me. Ugh. So bad. So bad. There is no way, no way that any other Fantastic Four writer will ever mention this aspect of the FF origin ever again. It's just like a bad acid trip, I think. I'm not buying this at all. The alien entity asks Reed, You saw the beginning. Do you wish to see the end? So they pass through time. Reed sees Sue giving birth, and he sees the FF fighting Doctor Doom. Reed says that he chooses to be back with his family to learn by their side one day at a time. One hour at a time. One moment at a time. The alien says, Then choose your moment, Reed Richards. Choose it now. And the acid trip business is over. Reed is back on Earth, and he's traveled back to one particular moment in time. And that moment is... He's back on that top-secret project in Nevada, before he sabotaged everything. And he's having a conversation with Dr. Love, the conversation about how Reed's work being away all the time must be tough on his family. And she brings up the one variable they need help with, the question of how the FF got different powers from the cosmic rays. Now previously, Reed had said that he had no idea and didn't do any research on the topic. Here he pretty much says the same thing. Love and Reed get called into the office of the other scientist guy who says something has come up. The nature of the cosmic rays that are coming to Earth have changed. They're no longer like the cosmic rays that gave the FF their powers originally. How convenient. The scientists conclude they have to call off the project, and Reed says he'd like to go home. Back at the Baxter building, Sue is busy, busy putting dishes away. She's slamming cabinet doors and saying to herself, Unbelievable! An unsafe environment for the children? Child welfare department investigation? I don't think it's all that unbelievable at all. Sounds pretty reasonable to me. But now that Reed has traveled back in time, he can undo this problem as well. So Reed arrives home, much to Sue's surprise, who says that she thought he'd be gone for weeks. He says that there was a change of plans, and he also reveals that he knows about Miss Mrs. Dubouvier from Child Welfare, even though at this point, Sue hasn't told him yet. He takes her back to the bedroom for some sexy time fun, and later, after sexy time fun, Sue is laying in bed, and she mentions, Have I ever mentioned what a wonderful set of abilities you acquired from those cosmic rays? She doesn't have to say it. We all know what Reed can do to her. 
That's why she never shacked up with a Submariner. She actually adds, A perfect choice, I must say. As if she knows that Reed chose his own powers. Next, Reed is on his way to get some water, and he passes by Johnny and Ben. And Ben is wearing a fancy new suit. Reed says he likes it. But Johnny thinks he's just being polite. Reed goes back into his lab to look at that small universe he's been watching over, supposedly for five years. It was the one that he was looking at when the storyline started. The universe we care nothing about. So he's watching that, and in Reed's thoughts, we learn that his experiences with the alien entity and the trip to watch the beginning of the universe are slowly fading from his memory, as some things are too big for the human mind to retain for very long. And I'm sure this entire storyline will quickly fade from my memory as well, because some things are just too stupid for the human mind to retain for very long. Reed checks in on Franklin, who's in bed sleeping. Sue comes by and asks Reed if he's okay, and he seems to have developed a new appreciation for these small moments with his family. They chat about Ben's suit, which Sue says she likes. She adds that it's good to see him so happy. But back in Ben's bedroom, we see him looking at himself in the mirror, and crying. Turns out, he's not a so happy. See, he may be rich, and he may be well-dressed, but he's still just a rich, well-dressed rock monster. And that is the end of the first straczynski McCone story. And holy crap, it started out so well. The stuff about the government wanting to send soldiers into space to expose them to cosmic rays was a very intriguing concept. And I was very curious to see where that went. And it turns out, it went nowhere. Instead, the story went off on this tangent about the alien entity searching for the meaning of life. And then he added this retcon where Reed Richards himself was back in time determining how the cosmic rays would affect he and his teammates. He gave himself the stretchy powers so he could please his wife in bed. And he still turned Ben into a rock monster. Doesn't this make Reed even a bigger asshole than before? It's bad enough that he dragged Ben along on this ill-fated rocket mission, but now he had the chance to give Ben some other powers, any other powers, and he chose to doom his best friend to a life of being a rock monster. What a douchebag. Of course, we'll see Straczynski's Civil War crossover is coming up pretty soon, where Reed, if I remember correctly, becomes even a bigger douchebag. Oh well, I suspected that Straczynski's stories would be garbage, and the first couple of issues were okay, the last couple of issues have been pretty awful. Thank God. This podcast is so much more fun when I occasionally get to rip into some really crappy FF issues. And that's all for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott, at podcastff. And you can download other episodes at iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. What you gonna do with all that junk, all that junk inside your trunk? I'ma get, 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 get you drunk, get you love drunk off my hump, 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 my lovely little lumps, check it out. I drive these brothers crazy, I do it on the daily, they treat me really